Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone and welcome to episode four of Who You Lovin' with me, Corey Dilliston. And me, Rachel Campbell. This week we're talking about our dream 90s guest list, female friendships and is it ever okay to judge someone? Who you loving by Corey and Rachel for all of your throwbacks and recommendations. How are we eight weeks into this and we still don't know how to work microphones? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> Mic check. Hopefully we've got it. One, two. One, two. <laughs> how are things? How's, uh, how's shakes? all good yeah all good nobody's asked me how shakes in a long time is that a real saying Rachel in modern it is I think (laughs) (laughs) that's why you haven't heard in a long time then I've just like unlocked like a core memory or something (laughs) um so uh full disclosure uh, we did record the intro already and we are now recording it again. <laughs> um, so I'll just pretend this is all new information for you, Corey, okay? Okay, I'll try so and be in the re- reaction. <laughs> so I just... <laughs> so I just really wanted to tell you about this really fun Instagram account. Um, <laughs> so... There's an Insta- in all honesty, genuinely, there's an Instagram account that I really enjoy that I think anyone who listens to our show will also enjoy. And it's called The Leopard UK. So the leopard like the animal. Um, I'm not gonna do the you know, the NATO alphabet like L for blah, E for mm-hmm. blah, because I don't know it. <laughs> Despite <laughs> the fact that I've worked in jobs that required me to use the phone pretty much consistently for a decade. Um but yeah, so the Leopard UK, um, it's basically just like it's got uh, book recommendations, TV show recommendations, um, food, fashion, just everything that like kind of millennial women enjoy. Um, and I think if you enjoy our podcast that you would enjoy uh, their content too. Um, and from their Instagram, I'd like to share... Um, a piece called The Joys of Female Friendship, uh, just because I thought it was um, a really nice kind of tribute to um, female friendships, to like, (laughs) to female friendships, to women being friends and and the the unique nature of, of female friendships as opposed to any other kind of friendships you have in your life. So The Joys of Female Friendship. Voice notes sent at 7am, WhatsApp groups with silly names, Facebook memories, unfiltered selfies, are you really okay? Holiday plotting, bottomless brunches, sing along to throwback songs, borrowed books, swap dresses, reminiscing about crushes and nights out, doorstep flowers, cheer you up chocolate, memes that make you snort out loud, favourite film quoting, First date outfit planning, congrats on your new job, your marathon, your home, and every little win. Brutally honest opinions, unwavering support, solidarity when you need it most, popping Prosecco, heels or flats, getting ready for a night out. I like your top, your hair looks cute, what lipstick are you wearing? 3am chips, hangovers together, the laugh cry emoji, shared jokes that never get old, Big hugs, big tears, conversations only other women get, sisters for life, no matter what. I just thought that was very nice. So, <laughs> no, it's I'm going to add to the list, won't laugh at you when you get SPF in your eye and have to pause the recording. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's. I just thought we'd share that at the top of the show because we don't really... Um, we don't really talk about Instagram accounts, we don't really talk about social media, which is probably a good thing, but um, there was no natural place to put it otherwise. Yeah, what were you watching this week, Corey? Let's get into the, the thick of it. So I've just started watching Your Honour. Uh-huh. So it's um, 
I think it's recent enough out. Um, well, recent enough out over here anyway. It's on Sky Atlantic and it is star. I've heard about it. I was recommended it by a friend and then I've heard about it like just coming up in other places out of where. So it stars Brian Cranston. Um, he's probably well known for his role in Breaking Bad or if you haven't seen Breaking Bad like me, um, he's in Godzilla and he's also Malcolm in, in the Middle side with Kevin Hart. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. So he, so he's the judge. He's your honor, and his. So he's, uh, like really well known, well well respected, reputable judge, um, and it's set in New Orleans. His son is involved in a hit and run, and the series is basically just about the rippling effects of this crime essentially there's like there's 10 episodes it's just one season um and each of the episodes are about an hour long i think um so at the minute i'm like midway through episode four so i can't really tell you conclusively how good it is but so far i'm enjoying what i see lots going on corruption there's racism there's just a lot of layers to it i suppose mm-hmm. um you know and every time you think they're getting a bit closer to a resolution something else will come and, and set it back like a different case per episode or no it's not even it's not even as clear cut as that so it's oh this is going to be a spoiler now for anyone who does want to watch it but i mean just well, get everybody anybody who has not watched it and wants to watch it just turn it down turn us down for like 20 yeah. seconds I mean, yeah if you've seen episode one you'll know this so um what happens is hit and run the the son is like 17 and he hesitates eventually leaves the victim comes home to his dad tells his dad and his dad is then left with what to do next trying to fix this trying to protect his son now, it's just the dad and the son at home that that's sort of the, the crux of it then is him is a really upstanding judge what does he do now with this information that his son has just given him mm-hmm. they go to do maybe the responsible civic thing and then there's a spanner in the works that means they don't ultimately do that right so then the series is just i don't want to say the cover-up but it is kind of like cover Okay. But there's a lot of things at play. It's a bit um, how to get away with murder vibes, no? Kind of like that. Um, it's like, you don't, like, I do not know what's going to happen next in this. I'm like, oh, it's so close to this. Uh-huh. And then something else will just happen that'll just set it off. I think the acting's really good in it. I think the guy who plays the son adam i just looked up his name before this and i did write it down somewhere hunter doing you call him um i think he's really good obviously brian cranston's really good in it i'm enjoying it so far love a wee crime drama and yeah that's that's what i've been watching and enjoying and i had to be like really careful when i was like thinking of what to say here because i didn't want to spoil it for myself yeah um but um yeah that's that's it really in a nutshell Brilliant. And where is it available? On Sky? Sky Atlantic it's on, yeah. Um, so it's actually based, I think it was out in America sooner. It's actually based off of an Israeli show. Oh, really? On an Israeli series called Kavodo or something. Right. Um, so that's where it came from. And, you know, you feel like there's a very obvious conclusion coming. Yeah. But I feel like do you remember when we, I, I assume you were in this class, but when we did that, I can't remember which class it was in um, in Queens, that the guy, the lecturer, the guy, um, showed a video of, I think it was, it was two people pushing a car into a lake and we were to understand that something bad had happened. No, this was in like first year. So I think it was like one of the like 101s. Um, I'm, mm. Yeah, and I'm sh- like, we both always showed up for class. So that's weird. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but so basically it was, we were to understand that these two people who were pushing the car into the lake um, had done a crime of some sort whether there was like a body in the car or whether they'd like robbed a bank or something I can't remember 
and you see the car being pushed into the lake and then you see it kind of bobbing and then it sinks because it fills full of water and he was like but the interesting thing is we know they're the bad guys but every single person in this lecture hall wanted the car to sink like we all wanted them to get away with it because that's oh, what that's so that's the way that film and television makes your brain think obviously yeah. in real life you would never you would never think like that but that it's kind of that energy where it's like you know you want them to, you obviously want his son to get away with what he did even though you know you probably shouldn't hit and run people in real life <laughs> and then it's just like i'm watching i'm like oh god it's so obvious here that he's going to get caught uh-huh but Tension. Dad obviously has contacts as well in the industry, we'll say. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's it's I'm just enjoying it. Weird for me though that it's an hour. I feel like most that's a bit long for an a episode. Full no? Fifty nine minutes or whatever as a show and not uh, no breaks. Yeah. Or no nothing. Oh wow. Well, well then it's probably forty probably. minutes with breaks. That's normal. Yeah. Is it because you're watching it on TV and not on like Netflix? it is a full like it's a full hour which because like I was watching it like one of the episodes I was like like you know it just one of the episodes felt a bit longer than your typical sort of 40 minutes and then I realized that they're all an hour long mm-hmm. and what have you been watching I right again I'm I'm definitely like cheaping out on this request because this is something I have been watching for months um and I was just thinking I literally texted you during the week being like I've just been watching like boring tv I can't like recommend anything but this one isn't boring I promise um but it's just that I have been watching it for ages and a lot of people probably have been watching it for ages um it's called this is us and it's available on Amazon Prime. It was actually our friend Chelsea that told me about it and told me she she did what I did with the bold type. She was like, please watch it and nobody would listen to her. <laughs> so she really wanted everybody to watch it. She said it was so, so good. Um, And I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list. And then when we were in lockdown, I was like, right, it's happening. This is us. Is going on the TV because there's loads um of episodes. I think they're on season five right now, and they're long. Is this the one with Chriselle's husband, ex-husband Justin Hartley? Yes, yes. Um, uh. yeah. <laughs> so the premise of the show is we meet um Rebecca and Jack Pearson in the late seventies like very late 70s turn of the no turn of the decade I was gonna say turn of the century <laughs> um and they're about to have triplets and then this like no spoilers because it's all very very early that you find all this out so they they're about to have triplets uh they go into the hospital they have two healthy babies and they lose a baby which is obviously very sad um but then it so happens that that day when they deliver their two healthy babies and lose one of their sons um that a child is brought to the hospital um who was left at a fire station um and it's worth mentioning that the child's black just because of the time that it's set in um so they have obviously two babies that are biologically theirs and then they adopt this black baby that was left um at the at the fire station so then he grows up in a primarily white family um so there's obviously that gets covered you know within the series is how that affected him and how he didn't know his parents and his own um culture and background it follows the lives of the three babies when we first meet them i think it's their 36th birthday or something they're in their like going into their late 30s um and they're all grown up and so there's kate kevin and randall and we see what they've done with their lives but at the same time we flash back to you know the day they were born the day they took their first steps uh the day they came home from the hospital all of these things that happened and it's basically all about family and um kind of the circle of life if you will and um just it's it's just such it, like the thing is I think it's one of those shows that on paper when you write that down they're like okay my granny would really like it I don't think it's for me but honestly it's for everyone it really really pulls at your heartstrings it's such like such a oh just such a like lovely like so so immersive and you feel so connected I think because the characters are so fleshed out that 
mm-hmm. you you feel like they're your family too so you get like upset when anything bad happens uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, which happens all the time annoyingly <laughs> but then it's true to life that way you know people die and people get sick um maybe one of the kids is bullied or whatever and that happens in real life so that I think that's why it just it it really gets gets to you but um so yes yeah, so so I've been watching that season five I'm not going to do any spoilers because for people who haven't watched it we're now five seasons in but season five is set right now so it's set during covid the most recent episode i watched they were talking about get the, getting their vaccines so it's it's oh. really like they are making them as they're as they're sending them out so um it's really topical at the minute if you are watching season five but obviously there are five seasons to watch before that none of us are getting going anywhere <laughs> unless you're in mainland england so um you may as well watch five seasons so funny i've heard about it quite a lot but uh-huh. i never once actually heard what it's about right okay like the first person that i've heard actually tell me what it entails um i, I don't know what i thought I, do, I don't know what i was expecting this is the thing i didn't really know what to expect either and i feel yeah. like when you describe it even it still is kind of like what but like just watch the first episode and you'll see how good it is like it, it is it's brilliant it's so so good um so that's my <laughs> I don't even feel like that was like a review that was literally just go and watch it that was an instruction on <laughs> on the program I've been watching this week how did you get on with your reading this week your book yes so it was my looking forward to um of the previous episode it was where the crawdads sing by Delia Owens. oh yeah correct yeah I forgot that that was your choice so I mean I feel like this book has come up everywhere. It's been on best-selling lists. It's been on, like I've seen it on people's book clubs on social media. Even last year, I felt very late to the party reading this. I would say overall, like I did enjoy it. It's about, so it's about a girl who is, uh, essentially she's a reclusive young girl, grows up on the marsh she's known as the marsh girl locally so um it's set in north carolina they have a shack out in the marshlands what happens is her dad's a drunk he's abusive eventually her family members just start leaving so she's the youngest in the family she sees her brother leave her next brother leave her sister leave her her mom eventually leaves and then she's left with her and the dad the dad eventually leaves as well so she's completely abandoned by her family fending for herself living out in the wild fascinated by you know nature all things in the wildlife becomes really intelligent on that subject and and learns a lot so the book is written in sort of two different times so it jumps between the present which is 1969 Mm -hmm. When in the marshland a body is found and it starts literally these kids arrive at the sheriff's door look there's a body here the sheriff's go out the investigation begins and then it jumps back to little kaya living out in the wild little feral child and her sort of growing up so and it just alternates as you go through mm-hmm. in that sort of sense like there's a lot about the natural natural the natural world like a lot of detail about that um and then I realized that the author Delia Owens she actually is a wildlife scientist oh so she has books already non-fiction um already in that field and this is her first novel mm-hmm. um so then that makes sense as to why you know that's Kaya's sort of specialist subject and it's kind of like there's a lot going on in it you know it's her sort of what's that called like buildings roman or something so it's her like growing up her adolescence you know and her life of loneliness really there's no other way to put it uh-huh. um she's very little contact you know she goes to her local shop for supplies there's a, a man and woman who you know they know everyone in the town knows who she is and and she's just left her own divisive bar this handful of people who maybe give her clothes and give her gas for her boat and all the rest mm-hmm. so there's that side of it and then of course there's the murder mystery going on who done it you know there's 
each clues coming sort of in each chapter there there's witnesses coming out of nowhere you know you get the sense that it's a very small town you know there's a lot of prejudice against her and she is very much an outcast and then this the the murder victim is uh, a well-known local guy who's like an upstanding citizen he's like a athlete and like from a well-respected family and blah 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 and it's concluded of course that he was murdered <laughs> it was all was he murdered or did he fall from this tire? Of course on? he was murdered. <laughs> Obviously. Well, I mean, <laughs> they found a dead body in, in the marsh. So it, it, was a, it was a murder investigation that was launched. And then basically how the two things are connected. The, the end and then sort of it ends very abruptly, I would say. Um, Did you, for, for, for your own personal taste, you didn't, you thought the ending was a bit abrupt or in general? No, it was just, honestly just reading the last like the last maybe 30 pages i was like is this it is this just a nice is this is this just the ending Mm -hmm. and then a few things happen at the very end that it was almost a wee bit like just i want to say random almost yeah but not completely random but it just sort of a wee bit abrupt it ends abruptly i would say Uh but it's also it's being adapted into a movie as well so apparently reese witherspoon loves it she has a production company yeah and they're bringing out the movie it's going to be daisy edgar jones who oh, played right. marianne and normal people uh-huh. she's going to be kaya uh-huh. um i'm not sure when that is going to be released but but then also it seems to actually be very divisive i did read a lot of not so positive reviews as well um, but it sort of reminded me of like i was like is this something that's going to like creep up on school curriculum or something like almost like you know, under the Hawthorne tree, good night, Mr. Tom sort of vibes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. At some point, I enjoyed it. And it's probably a book I got through. It's probably, how do I say this? I got got through, a book I got through the quickest in quite a while. Like it was a page turner. Yeah, exactly. Would recommend, like if you're thinking about it, if you've seen it, if you've heard about it, you might, I would give it a you go. You should like, read it. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually reading through the quote, so I like to take a picture of my phone as I'm reading. Mm-hmm. But one actually fits in very well with your little poem. So this is when, so her and her mom and her sisters are out on the boat. The boat gets stuck in the mud. And her mom says to her, you all listen now. This is a real lesson in life. Yes, we got stuck. But what did we girls do? We made it fun. We laughed. That's what sisters and girlfriends are all about. Sticking together even in the mud, especially in the mud. I was like, oh, just, that was nice about sisterhood. And then there's really, this one just struck me as well as there's a few love interests. And this is her sort of reflecting on, I just thought this was like, just, it just touched, it's touching. So she laughed for his sake, something she'd never done, giving away another piece of herself just to have someone else. That's sad. Yeah, that is sad. I feel like that's a a young person's game. <laughs> right. Like that's definitely like when you're younger and you're trying to impress a boy. Um, which is kind of that's that's kind of the whole thing about the book I've read this week. So um I read He Is Mine, I Have No Other by Rebecca O'Connor. Um, I believe pretty crit like critically acclaimed, like very popular, lots of author recommendations on the cover. I it it I think that it was a book for people that really enjoyed Normal People by Sally Rooney. If you enjoyed Normal People, and even if you maybe enjoyed The Country Girls by Edna O'Brien, you would like this book. Um, personally, and we don't, we like to try and stay really positive on this show. And that's, I think it was technically very well written, but personally, the actual, um, flow of the book didn't massively appeal to me. Um, and I think part, part of that reason was, um, that a lot of it. So basically this main character, Lani, 
and she is a 15 year old girl living in rural Ireland and she uh, fancies this guy his name's Leon um, and it's set in the 90s in Ireland but to be honest it could have been set anytime 70s 80s 90s even 60s because there's nothing nothing gives away really that we're we're that far along in the timeline um and no actually sorry incorrect the thing that gives it away is the fact that they talk about the abuses in the catholic church and the mother and baby homes and uh all of that terrible stuff um as past tense so it must be later in the 90s uh for that to be the case um so i think for you know the, the content that's covered in it and some of the pieces of text the, the writing is beautiful it's, it's really well written um and i think the primary for me the primary theme was um kind of how ireland the Irish people view scandal. Uh, it's like the Irish gaze on scandal. So there was um, one of the scandals was a, a fire in a orphanage in the town that had happened years previous. Her grandmother, Lani's grandmother, had had a baby that was sent to a mother and baby home, um, and that was she. She hadn't told anyone about that. Um, until recently um, or she hadn't told she didn't tell any of her friends she told her family and they didn't want anything to do with it basically um, mm. and then when Lani is um, interested in this boy Leon there's a scandal surrounding him that I won't give away but there's that kind of the, all the girls in school are saying like why are you interested in him do you not know about him blah 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 so that seems to be kind of the main the main topic. Um, I did look up because I was kind of interested in um other people's views on it and and why they enjoyed it so much. Um, yeah. Not that just just from a personal perspective, it wasn't really my style of writing, but um, I wanted to see what the other side of it was. Um, and mm -hmm. I looked up a review that was featured in the Irish Times. And it's interesting because if you were to read that review, so if you go on to the Irish Times and look up um, the name of the book, which is He Is Mine, I Have No Other, uh, you'll find the um, the review. And after reading the review, I don't get the impression that the person who's given the review actually enjoyed reading it, but they did give oh. it four stars out of five. Oh, <laughs> right. So... Uh, so I don't really know. I don't know what I. I don't know. Maybe it was just the way they've written the review. But um, yeah. So that's that was my reading for the week. As I said, if you like the Country Girls by Edna O'Brien, and if you like Normal People by Sally Rooney, it's probably right up your street. I personally didn't, but that's not to say that other people, because I know I follow people on Instagram who read books that I hated and they love. So I mean. Mm. there you go I didn't hear so it. it happens yeah, yeah. It? and actually I actually came across a quote just before we logged on um before we logged on to to record today um and I thought oh that's so funny that that came off <laughs> um and it was on the Instagram account rare birds book club and they said someone's one star book could be the best you've ever read mm. so I mean it's all different strokes for different folks, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what were you listening to this week, Corey? A series by, a, a series, a podcast by the female lead. Do you follow them? Yes. Where do I follow them? I think. Oh, on I, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is where I follow them, which is really random. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is that where you follow them? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so I was scrolling through LinkedIn on work one day and I saw this podcast coming out. It's oh, The Making of Brownie Gordon. Uh -huh. And the name stood out to me, obviously, Brownie Gordon. I read wrong knickers which was by her right and I really enjoyed it um so I was like oh that looks interesting uh so the title is the making of Bryony Gordon and it's 
then has sort of her topics um which i can't find now which i haven't actually written down cool um but anyway so this podcast so the female lead then i sort of looked into what exactly they were so the female lead is a charity exploring the factors that limit women's success and fulfillment and its aim is to influence businesses and governments in order to drive real change so they're all about telling women's stories this is all directly from like their profiles Mm -hmm. um so this podcast anyway so they're interviewing brilliant women as they call them um it's fairly influential or famous women from what i've gathered um about moments that shape them so so the name of the podcast is the making of yes the making of and then insert woman's name here okay um so yes brownie gordon sorry here it was um hers is about addiction rehab motherhood and mental health so you get all that in the title. So I was like, oh, brilliant. This is going to be great. Um, and it's just an interview, just a chat. They come on, talk about six moments that shape them. Um, so she's obviously prepared these in advance and then comes in, talks about them. The interviewee asks a little bit more. Uh, but it's just, you. I learned a lot more. Like I didn't know a lot about Brenny Gordon. I just know, oh, I liked her books. So I'm going to listen to this. Um and then she turns out she has a lot else going on. She's um, had a rehab stint for her alcohol addiction. She's now an advocate, um, mental health advocate for a charity which she founded called Mental Health Mates. Um, and it sounds, honestly, it sounds like a walking club, basically. <laughs> so um, she founded this charity and it's set up in different locations across the UK um, for people just to go out have a walk talk about their mental health um, and you know sh- you can tell like her passion for it like she was like I encourage like she was like anyone if you go to your GP and you talk about your mental health like you are being an advocate like you're brilliant for doing that and you're bringing this to light and blah 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 mm-hmm. um, so it's just really interesting to hear so and obviously then she you know she talks about her child and uh, you know going through her sobriety um and uh, how sort of they relate I suppose um you know her child giving her that purpose that responsibility and she says you know if she didn't have her child would she when when would she have stopped she doesn't know sort of thing Mm -hmm. and then how her sobriety and her rehab stint has sort of changed her perspective obviously um and it was just really interesting. And then after I listened to her one, I was like, oh, I'll give another. Bobby Brown was another one on it. And yeah. hers, again, fascinating. Loved it. Um, so much about her I would never, ever have known. Um, and she's just, she's so grounded. Like, mm-hmm. she, uh, and she says that. She's like, oh, I've turned down dinner with this person. I've turned down doing that person's makeup just to spend time with my family. Um and it's just like brilliant hearing about her career you know like she started as a makeup artist trying to you know she she actually went to college and like they let her do her own degree Mm -hmm. essentially like degree wasn't existing um and she was like oh can I major in this and they were like yeah okay grand and then but moved to New York her getting set up established as a makeup artist and then how that transitioned into her own makeup line obviously just starting with six lipsticks or something um and then it's just fascinating like to hear about her building her brand building her business and then obviously how she stepped away from that now um but there was one anecdote she told which I really liked um she was talking about um how she would be on photo shoots with models in the 80s um and she would often see um people coming in and not having a foundation to match their skin tone Mm -hmm. you know particularly black women mixed race women and then when she did have her own makeup line then years later and was bringing out her foundations they maybe she said it wasn't really a thing at the time you know there wasn't as much hype about 
foundation and matching your skin tone blah 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 as there would be now and her team had actually come to her and said you know these aren't selling as much these shades aren't selling as much and you know you, maybe you should take them off the market sort of thing and she was like absolutely not she was like you need to market to black women better mm-hmm. I was like you go girl like, yeah 100% because that's like keep in mind when Bobby Brown launched her makeup line it, it was a while ago I remember reading her makeup artistry book when I was studying makeup Aye. um and even now people say that there's not enough shades in in makeup lines like makeup lines quite with sometimes they're like oh we're launching a foundation we've got six shades of white basically (laughs) (laughs) like yeah I mean totally fair and that's like really impressive that she was so ahead of her time right that's exactly the impression I got of her and like she's like and she's just so honest like she was like like and she's very good at telling a story so she was like oh no I didn't know at the time but I later found out that that was me being entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. you're like and she's like I she was like about when I can't even remember the name of the two big department stores in New York she was like oh Bergdorf told me to come and show them they were gonna come pitch them they were interested they were interested and then they weren't interested she bluffed them um and she was like at the time I don't know what I was doing I don't know how I even had that idea I didn't even know I was bluffing mm-hmm. um and you know it's just it's really like sincere yeah um and you know talks about her I, I could just go on and on I suppose there's probably no point in listening to it now because I've already told you everything <laughs> happens in it. um but just good um and you know good way to learn more about women and the whole premise of it I think is, is really good you know like the making females voices heard um and the bigger picture obviously being to inspire change I suppose so mm-hmm. would definitely um recommend that so if you search on like any podcast streaming services um the female lead and I think this is their second series there's not a whole lot of episodes um but you'll get a little synopsis and um hear some inspiring women yeah brilliant what about you? What have uh, what have you been listening to? So I've been listening to Self Care Club. Um, so it's basically um, two girls, Lauren Mishkin and Nicole Goodman. One of them is I'm not sure which one's which. Sorry, but I've only been listening this week. I'm not that familiar. <laughs> but one uh, professionally works, I think, as a counselor or like as a yeah like it's like a counselor she like helps people with um how to deal with things basically or like a life coach um and the other one works as a doula um so a doula do you know what a doula is because most people here are not familiar with like babies (laughs) um so a doula. i don't know what a doula is but i didn't want to say that because i don't so no no just because most people most people won't know um so a doula is someone it's almost like a birth coach so um they help you through so say you will have your midwife there when you're having your baby but you would also have your doula and they just help you to practice um you know up until the point of birth they help you to kind of decide what way you want to have your baby and then they they're there to kind of support you and to help you through um so they're both kind of in that field anyway um and what they do is each week they take something that is supposed to help with your self-care with your mindfulness and they trial it for a week and then feedback oh i need this in my life yes so I thought it was very, very good. I binged it this week. I watched, I already listened to like five or six episodes in like one day. But the episode I'm going to, so they talk about, there's there's a few episodes that I listen to, obviously. I listened to one about classical music. I listened to one about jade rulers and like, you got me a rose quartz ruler for my birthday. Um, so they, and basically about like how that can help sleep routines was one and then the one I listened to on the way home from work yesterday or the day before was about so they were trialing not being judgmental they started off the episode um saying think about someone in your life that you find very difficult or very like just annoying or whatever someone that's constantly annoying you and kind of just you just can't deal with them at all and then um think about how that person regardless of whatever 
is trying the best with what they have with the situation they've been given or whatever and then this is already giving me like throwbacks to that book we did last week where it's like yeah children don't want to be having tantrums <laughs> they can't help it they can't express themselves um okay so they were like so think about that and then they were like and does that make you feel any differently towards that person I was thinking of two there's two people in my head that <laughs> that get under my skin <laughs> Uh, there's actually could be a third that we both know but we'll not even go there (laughs) but there was two two in my head that I was thinking of and they said you know and think about how that person is trying the very best with what they have now does that make you feel differently towards the person I was driving home and I shouted at my radio I was like no (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's supposed to I think what you're supposed to do is feel sympathy towards them then because and to be fair our friend our private friend that probably won't want to be mentioned on the podcast (laughs) she's very good at that she always says when I give out about people she says I feel sorry for her because Mm. she doesn't know that that's not the correct way to behave or whatever she'll always bring it back to like well, I sympathize that that's the best she can do. She's so good at that. She's a very wise person. She's She's got a lot more wisdom than I do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they were talking about that and they said to use this, what they tried for the week. They tried the sugar method. So um, it's S-U-G-A-R and it stands for stop and notice your judgment. So like have that self-awareness understanding the person so you for understand understanding the person or understand that you don't understand why they're behaving that way okay so for example if someone cuts you off in traffic in the morning or whatever like spins out in front of you there's a chance you don't know there could be an emergency that's why they've they've come out dangerously in front of you they're not thinking straight there could be an emergency you don't know so you don't understand Mm -hmm. um then good intent uh G for good intent mm-hmm. always assume positive intent and it's funny because that's one of my company mottos so that's we do that in work um but I find oh. it, yeah but I find it very hard to apply it outside of work <laughs> but <laughs> it's one of our company ethoses where you always assume so if you feel like somebody's being ratty towards you in work assume positive intent so assume that they're not trying to be bring any badness to you um then A for accept the person or situation for who or what they are. And then finally, R, reframe into love and kindness. What is the kindest, most loving thought that I can have at this moment? And that should help you to be less judgment, judgmental. So yeah, um, very interesting. And that is why so our topic for this week, I also just to, to wrap it up, the self-care club is brilliant and you should listen to it it's very very good i've subscribed i'm gonna to listen to every episode from now on i really loved it but our topic for this week is is it ever okay to be judgmental of another person Ooh. given what we've just learned <laughs> well instantly what's coming to my head is like for instance when you know it's i don't want to like you know when people say like oh i'm lying to protect someone or i'm not telling them the truth to protect someone similar to that but like if it's like i'm just thinking for me if it was someone that i was really close to like a family member Mm -hmm. and they were like this there's really no way to justify being judgmental is there um (laughs) but for instance if my mom right let's say my mom was like going out and she was wearing something hideous and she was like do i look nice and I thought to myself, no, mom, like you look like mutton dressed as lamb or, you know, you, that isn't flat. Like that's not flattering on you or mm-hmm. there are a million other things in your world that you would look nicer in. Right. Okay. So if you're um, doing it in a way that like, yeah, you are being judgmental, but you're only doing it for their their betterment. Yeah. That's the first thing that I, that's sort of the thing that's the time or the instance that's jumping out at me where it might be okay to be judgmental or like oh no I maybe wouldn't say that in case people think xyz like Mm -hmm. if you're like giving advice to someone you know a family member or something or a friend who's someone who's asking you for advice and you're sort of trying to be the voice yeah yeah. well Well, that's different you're trying to be the critic aren't you when they've asked for it yeah yeah that's yeah um I think it's interesting in the podcast they said um it was a quote 
I think it might be from Brené Brown, um, who's like a like she's like a speaker, like a what you call a motivational speaker, um, Mm -hmm. and she's written loads of books and stuff. But I think it was Brené Brown that said it's hard to hate people close up, move in. So the idea is get closer to them and find out why they're behaving the way they do. However. here's me sticking a pin and everything here's what I think what annoys me is that when I'm thinking because when I'm thinking of the people in my head right that maybe frustrate me a lot or have frustrated me a lot in the past and I think about the fact that yeah well I did I moved in and I found out what the issue was and I, I tried to help them or tried to be a good person or tried to do whatever and it made absolutely no impact I think sometimes once you've given up on that, once you've given up on the kindness aspect, maybe it's okay to sit back and be like, do you know what? I am judging it because you don't even want to try. (laughs) (laughs) But then I think also like, obviously it's hard to give criticism to people and say, oh, you're behaving this way and it's not really appropriate. And sometimes it's not warranted. And sometimes what you think about another person isn't correct. That's your viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Like I might think, like I might be, you know, like say, right, say you had some, had an experience happen to you and you were feeling really sad and down about it. And I had that same experience happen to me, but it didn't really affect me as much. And then I was saying to you, like, Corey, why are you so down in the dumps about it? Like, get over it. Like you're really being such a downer, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, that's my perception of what's happened to you, but that mightn't be the case. Do you know what I mean? Like other people, yeah, exactly. the other 99 people out of 100 might be like, Corey's totally right in her behavior. And uh-huh. only you can't see that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's a tough one. It's so interesting. And what that's something that I sometimes find when I'm aimlessly scrolling through social media. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, and that's why I'm like, I love the mute button. Like the functionality uh-huh. to mute is life changing to me. Honestly, uh-huh. it's like, and not even necessarily, like, I don't mean I'm like sitting scrolling through Insta judging everyone. That's not what I mean. I just mean, if you ever find yourself even slipping into like unfavorable or maybe slightly negative thoughts, like mm-hmm. even sometimes if you're judging yourself, like, like uh, if all you're seeing in your thing is like workout 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 people in their gym gear looking fab and then you start to like self-judge like just just mute just keep that yeah yeah of course yeah um and another thing that they said as well on the podcast which I thought was really interesting so obviously we're all as as a species we're all judgmental like you can't anyone who says like oh no I like or I suppose people here maybe of a particular religion or whatever I would never judge anyone blah 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 mm-hmm. it's actually human nature we can't we can't help it like fair enough maybe the Dalai Lama or something <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't think it actually can't be helped and the reason it can't be helped is because um it's a it's a protective thing we judge um based off that something might be a threat to us so that's where that comes from. So in whatever way, as you said, like about the social media, say if you're seeing somebody work out, work out, work out. And yeah, obviously that's not a threat to you unless they're working out their arm muscles because they're going to punch it. <laughs> like that's not, it's, <laughs> it's not like an obvious threat. But yeah. what, what it could be a threat to you is it might be a threat to your own, as you said, like your own self-confidence your own self-esteem for sure if I'm thinking I'm seeing all these girls I'm like oh my god everyone's gonna be a size eight Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna have tiny waists massive bombs coming out of lockdown oh my god like that's why you go to judgment and it's not your fault it's literally human nature that's just it's what we do Mm -hmm. so um so yeah so that's if that makes anybody feel better about being a judgy because it helped me (laughs) I was like I can't help it it's just who I am (laughs) (laughs) oh no but it is a work in progress isn't it and I think even that with that sugar thing like it is even being aware of that you'll be more mindful of when you're slipping into judgment Mm -hmm. maybe and like Mm -hmm. Let people enjoy things. That's my, and like, so that's what I, that would be my, that's nearly my version of sugar. That's like, 
So I was, I, yeah. I often say it to like Connor, to my husband or to my sister, or whatever, when we're slagging people, like, you know, whatever, like something comes up and we're saying, oh yeah, such and such did this. And did you see blah, blah, or whatever. We're judging people. And I'll say, do you know what? Let people enjoy things. Like, let them. Yeah. If you're saying, you know, oh, do you see such and such away on another holiday? Right, grand. Not obviously right live now. And let live. But yeah. do you know what? Yeah, let live and let live, exactly. Such a good talking point, though. So, yeah, so our throwback for this week, Corey Jelliston, you came up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to introduce us to the topic? Yeah, I was thinking of how to frame this. So it was kind of like the way you would ask someone their dinner party guests but mm-hmm. more like the way you would ask like your 10th birthday guest list okay. sort of thing so this the people that you admired as a child through your rose-tinted childhood glasses okay um and and who were the big names really for us growing up the people we wanted to hang out with the people that we loved the people that we thought were really cool uh-huh um, I actually now looking at my list I'm like oh I'm a nerd what? <laughs> go ahead go ahead tell us if this is my 10th birthday party and other people showed up they'd be like why are they here? <laughs> <laughs> um, right let's do let's do one at a time but I've not got that many how many have you got loads okay. I've been thinking about this all day <laughs> I thought I was like I'm going to restrict because normally when people ask you like who would you invite it's three people so I wrote down I well yeah. no I didn't I wrote down four and two of them are bands so that's not that's not three <laughs> the whole band <laughs> so uh go ahead, go ahead so much like at my 10th birthday party I am bad at maths <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so I wrote down Sabrina the Teenage Witch but not <laughs> she was on my right. But not Melissa Joan Hart. Sabrina the teenage witch. I want. Oh the, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, the these are all in character. <laughs> magical Sabrina the teenage witch. Right. That's my only fictional one. I literally used to like. Okay. Right. I used to like want to be Sabrina. You don't understand. Like so badly, <laughs> so badly. I also had. Do you remember Sabrina's Secret the magazine? Do you Vaguely, that? right? I forget well. it like often, and then sometimes, like I'm lying in bed at three a.m. and I go, "Oh, do you remember Sabrina?" <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. So Sabrina was one of mine. Then one of my bands, S Club Seven, obviously. Mm, good cry. Uh-huh, the whole gang. Then my yeah. other band, Spice Girls, obviously. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. I'd maybe throw steps in there. They're not written on the list, but I mean, if we're having a whole reunion, we'll have Why steps not? there too. And then my last one's so nerdy. I like you're not allowed to make fun of me, but I wrote down Jackie Wilson because I just love her. I was thinking about her. I was going to put her on my list, but I actually put one of her characters on my list. Oh my instead. god! Who did you write down? Who was your car- Tracy Baker? Trace- yeah, Tracy Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I like asked, and then I knew straight away. I did. <laughs> right let's hear your list I want to know icon Tracy Beaker was up there Sabrina the Teenage Witch then oh yeah do you remember Sister Sister Tia and Tamara yes Tia and Tamara yes love those girls um and I feel like similarly on that Nickelodeon was it even Keenan and Kel Keenan and Kel and then a wee bit more old school Zach Morris from Safe by the Bell oh I didn't watch Safe by the Bell oh did you not no I don't know why but I missed out on that he was cool um so <laughs> you have to trust me he was cool <laughs> he was cool and then also I don't know I can't remember where I watched this but do you remember ever watching the sleepover club yes hanging around is just no fun when you're alone. yes <laughs> All those girls, they're invited. Um, Come on and sleep over. <laughs> Such a good show. I loved it. Five of those little Australian girls are invited to your party. <laughs> and then to supervise, I've invited Miss Honey and Mrs. Doubtfire. Totally fair. Help us on the way, do you <laughs> <laughs> Like your version. <laughs> oh my 
my god, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, so I clearly put a lot of thought into that today, and that's what I came up with. Oh, also, I'm just thinking, like, off the back of, do you know why? Because I thought of Mrs. Doubtfire, and then I thought of our friend Chelsea, and then the, that's one of her favorite movies. And then, um, then I was like, what's the link there? Right. Because she is Mrs. Doubtfire, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then I thought of The Parent Trap, which is her other favorite movie. So, like, I want both of the Parent Trap twins. At the party, yeah. <laughs> both hey, Lindsay Lohan, both Lindsay Lohan's at the party. <laughs> Great guest list. This is such a party. Let's see if we can get it together for, uh, <laughs> for the next episode. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I was going to say anyone who we are on Twitter. We're at, on Twitter as at who you love and pod. POD. Um, so if you want to tweet us your guest list, I would love, I would love to see that. I would like, I was <laughs> actually gonna try and get like a focus group together. Right. But it was too short notice. Um, but we, I've we're we're definitely leaving people out. There are definitely Please icons there. Who tweet us who needs to come to our imaginary 10th birthday. Also, <laughs> can we just very quickly, because we're we're running out of we're trying we're trying to be like punctual and keep the show down to like te- an hour, an hour ten. Um, but we record for two hours and then we call it time. Um, can we talk about the cake at the 10th birthday party? Because I feel like everyone in the UK and Northern Ireland will say that the cake is a Colin Caterpillar cake. But I disagree. I think the cake is from your local bakery, Square, and it's got mm-hmm. paper roses on it that taste like paper. Paper roses on it, loads of sprinkles. Uh-huh. Oh, no, we uh, didn't have sprinkles. We had... No, around the side. Oh, yes. We didn't have that at Dinkins Bakery, Monaghan. Shout out. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can send us up some, like, <laughs> scones or something. <laughs> um, but we had, like, it was, like, your happy birthday written in, like, cursive writing. And then, mm-hmm. like, if you were a boy, it didn't mean you didn't have roses. You just have blue roses. And if uh, you were, <laughs> did you have that? And then pink right, roses yeah. for your girl. What are you looking forward to next week, Corey? So, um, tying in with our throwback theme this week, I've I actually went looking for this this week, but it's not out yet. So it is called "Welcome to the OC," curse word, and it's what's, basically what's the curse word. Welcome to the OC, bitch. Oh, okay. I can I can beat that. So for reference, everybody, it rhymes with witches. Exactly. Uh, and it's essentially a rewatch podcast. So okay. we've got Rachel Bilson, obviously, who played Summer, and Melinda Clark, who played Marissa's mum. Mm-hmm. They're hosting it. Mm-hmm. From the trailer, they're just going to be doing weekly episodes of the episodes. I'm going back to the very beginning. They said we can expect loads of guests, former cast members, some of the screenwriters, some of the musicians. Kind of like Sentimental in the City vibes is, is what I'm expecting. Uh-huh. You know, they said they're going to go through it and some sociologists are coming to explain the lasting impact of the show. So love the OC. Dying to hear that. Can't wait. But it's not out until April 27th. Sorry. Will you talk about it next week? I'll have it. Yeah, it's it's out in two weeks. So, so by the time so we this record, podcast comes out on the twenty fourth. Fourth, yeah. We record so far in advance. I get confused. <laughs> you'll never know, guys. No, we're back on track. You'll now, never this know how back, how far back this is recorded. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to if I can get to watch it. I'm looking forward to reeling in the years. Did you watch it or no? This week. I haven't seen it yet. Right. Um, definitely on my to watch list. I haven't seen it yet. Um, and it's also not available to watch on RT player in Northern Ireland. No, but we get everything else. We're just not live reading in the ears for some reason. And also, I'm from the South. Can I please have my television? <laughs> um, but what I'll do is <laughs> I'll wait and I'll watch, there'll be a rerun on somewhere and I'll watch it um, hopefully before the next podcast um, or at least I'll watch the next episode anyway because I'll just watch it live on the TV. Um, 
But yeah, I really, really want to watch it because it's our decade. It's like the the decade we actually grew up in, um, 2010 through mm-hmm. to 2020. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that. I think it'll be really good. So yeah, that's what I'm looking That'll forward be to. Fun. We'll be able to have a wee discussion because I'll watch it. Good, brilliant. All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you in two weeks.